Okay, Dr. Gimel says the Mishnah. Someone is says to give a get to his wife, or he wants to divorce his wife, or he wants to free his evet, umes, and then the person dies before the get is delivered to the uh, isha, or the shtashikr is delivered to the evet. So, so then you cannot give it after misa. Rashi points out that this is different than the previous mission. The previous mission we're talking about, we actually wrote the get, or the person wrote the shtashikr, gave it over to a shliach, and then said to the shliach, go give it. And then we had a machlaikis over there between the mayor and the rabbanon, if when the shliach gets it, is that called a schus for the person not? By an isha, everybody said it's not a schus to be freed, because the cause, as we discussed yesterday, because the money by an eved, Remeir said, and eved prefers to remain an eved. Chum said no, by an eved he prefers to be freed, and therefore it's a schus for him. And Rashi over here is slightly different than Rashi wrote before. Rashi over here says that in that case, according to the rabbanon, when you gave the star shikher that was already written to the shliach, at that point the eved is already freed. And therefore, there's no more discussion in our Mishnah of is he, what happens when the Adun dies. There is no more Adun already. Once he gave it over to a Shliach, he's freed, even though the Evid never appointed that Shliach. But that's the idea of Schos. If you look at Rashi in the previous Mishnah, Rashi did not say that. Rashi in the previous Mishnah said that even according to the Rabbanan, the Evid is not actually freed until he actually gets the Shtar Shekher. It just Schos was just that once it's Biyad Shliach, the Adun cannot pull back and change his mind anymore, but it actually doesn't happen until later. Toysus actually points out this steer and Rashi, that over here Rashi seems to have changed his mind, and Rashi says over there, if you actually gave it, then once the Sheikh gets it and you hold it to Schos, it automatically works now already. Okay. But Rashi over here clearly says, not like that, and Rashi therefore over here says, we're talking about a case where there was no actual shtar. All you did was give a command. He told the Shliach, please arrange that a get should be written. Please arrange that a shtar shikhar should be written and give it, but it never actually happened. Nothing actually happened. There was no writing actually that took place until the owner died, the Baal died. And once he died, he doesn't own the Evid anymore. Once he died, he's not married anymore. So obviously, ain't get for shtar shikhar, la chamisa, there's nothing to do anymore. He's not the owner any, at all. But, says the Mishnah, contrasting, if he says it's not a question of Shtar Shekhar or Gerisha, it's a question of money. He says, please give a certain amount of money to a person, Umais, and then the own, the, the Balabais over here who said to give the money, he dies. So, then you would give the money even after the Balabais is dead. You would give the money and the Shriach, whoever it is, would take some money from the accounts and go give it. What are we talking about? So, the more explains right away. So Rav comes along when he was saying Shir on this Mishnah, and Rav said the following statement, The Pshat in this Mishnah, the Seifa, how it works that when you say give money, when a person says give money, and then he dies, that you are Mechuyiv to give the money. He doesn't explain how it works yet, but Rav said that's only in a case where we're talking about a Pikodin. We're talking about an actual chefetz that you want to send to the, uh, to the person. The Balbai says, give this chefetz to this person. It was my, I was watching it for him, or I borrowed it from him, or I just want to give him a tana, but it's a chefetz. It's not talking about a halva. Not talking about where there's money that I owe him. We're talking about an actual physical chefetz. Who should tziburin, umunachem, that was piled up and stored in a corner, meaning it was a specific object. That's, Rob said, that's the case of the Mishnah, where the Mishnah says, even Lachem Misa, you have to give the money. Now, says the Gemara So Rav said that statement. Now we have to understand how did Rav learn the Mishnah? What is this idea of that, that it's physical money as opposed to halva or something like that? So Gemara Eskina. Ilei that the 
Balabai Sveir was a healthy person, so if he's a healthy person, then all regular Dine Kinyanam apply. So Kitsipur might have it. What's the difference if it's virtual money, if it's, you know, Bitcoin, or if it's actual cash, or a Chefet sitting in the corner? Haloi Mashach! There's Dine Kinyan. You have to do a Mashicha. And if you don't do a Mashicha, the money didn't go anywhere. And nobody picked up the money. We're not talking about whether the Shliach picked it up or was it or anything like that. Nothing happened yet. So if nothing happened, I just said I'm going to give money to somebody. And then the Balbais dies. He never did it. If he never did it, there was no Kenyan made. The money's still his. The money goes to his Yarshim. The money never goes to anybody else. There was no Kenyan made. Okay. So that doesn't help us. Ela B'Shchimira. Maybe we're talking about what a person's a shchimira that we know by a shchimira the halach is the chazal masakin dive shchimira kichsuvin ukemesurin dummy. That even though a normal person who wants to give a present has to make a kinyan, if he's talking about money, he has to make a kinyan mashich. If he's talking about a shtar, uh, a karka, he has to make a kinyan shtar if he wants. But if his person's a shchimira, chazal were afraid that when a person is in a very uh, deathly state, that we're afraid that if, the, if you start stressing the person out with having to make all kinds of kinyanim, the person is going to get stressed and it's going to f- affect whatever health he has left. And therefore, Chazal made a takona. That when the person is a shkimira, as soon as he says he wants to give either metalton or karka to someone, it works. The words, it's like you wrote a shtar and a karka, or it's like you did a mashicha or, or a hagba on metalton. It works automatically. Oh. So if that's the case here in our Mishnah, so that doesn't help for a get or for an evet, obviously, but Delchaira, that would help for the money. This doesn't matter if that's the case. Mayuri Tzibur and Kain Tzibur and Nami. So then why did Rav say the money has to be here physically piled up? What does that have to do with the thing? Divish works by anything, Delchaira. Delchaira, Divish Dami, even if the money is not here, even if it's a halva, even if it's anything, I could just, Shemirah could say, give the money. It has nothing to do with whether the money is physically piled in the corner. So it does, the chayra, the way Rav learned the mission doesn't make sense according to all the Gedarm we're familiar with. So Mar says, Tupshat. Amr of Zitz. So Zitz says, Pshat is, the Oilam Barry, we're talking about a healthy person. Oh, there was no Kenyan. There's another statement that Rav said that will make sense out of this mission as well. If a Malve says to the Leiva, you owe me money, we'll talk about if it's a Malve or Leiva or a Nimafkir or a Nifkat. Let's just say Reuven and Shimon for one minute, okay? So Reuven says to Shimon, you have something that belongs to me, to Nualupliny. Instead of you, Shimon, giving it to me, Reuven, I want you, Shimon, to give it to Levi. Okay, so you're supposed to give me this thing, Shimon. Instead of giving it to me, I want you to give it to Levi. And Reuven, Shimon, and Levi are all standing there together when this happens. So if one of them is missing, it doesn't work. It only works if all three of them are standing there. And normally this would be like in a marketplace. So Reuven says to Shimon, instead of giving to me what you owe to me, I want you to give it to Levi. So that works. It's a special Kenyan called Maimed Shloshton. Even though normally, by Kesef, you need a Kenyan Mashicha, you need a Kenyan Agba, Basira, whatever kind of Kenyan you want. Here we have a new special Tokanaz, we'll see in the Hamshech, it's a Kenyan Drabbanan, the Kenyan Abbanan called Maimed Shloshton. Maimed Shloshton, Chazaw Masakid, because when you're in the Shuk and things are very hectic and people are coming and going and buying and selling, so to make it a little bit easier to effectuate a Kenyan without having to actually do a Hagba or Masira, Chazaw said, as long as you say it, that works if all three parties are there in front of you. So Shimon owes Ruben money, or Shimon is going to give Ruben something, a picada, we'll see in a second what we're talking about. In that case, Ruben can say to Shimon, instead of giving it to me, give it to Levi. At that point, it's automatically considered Levi's. Oh, so therefore, at this... St- 
No, no, has to be the three people. So therefore, says the Gemara that, and at this stage, the Gemara is assuming that when Rav said that kind of takana works, it's only by a pikadon, only when Shimon has something that actually belongs to Ruvain. Let's say he borrowed a book or he borrowed something from him. And then Ruvain says to Shimon, instead of giving it back to me, this Pikadon, I want you to give it to Levi. Then it works, and now that Chayfetz automatically becomes Levi's. But if we're talking about a halva, where Shimon borrowed money from Ruvain, in which case he's not giving him back the same cash, obviously. It's just a, a virtual uh, concept that he owes him money. At that point, we're assuming he cannot be makna that money automatically to Levi with this Kenyan Mahamish And therefore, says Rav on our Mishnah, there's a halach of a Mishnah. That if you say to give the money to the third party, it works. Is only when you actually have the physical money there, like a pikadin, then you can do this kinyan maimed shloshim. That also means in the mishnah that in the mishnah when it said to new manalish plani, that means all three people were there. Okay, that wasn't clear when we discussed it, but all three people are there, and therefore you can do this kind of kinyan called maimed shloshim. So that's how Rav Zvid learned Pshat in the Mishnah, which makes very nice. Rav Lashitosoy, how we learned Pshat in the Mishnah. Rav is the one who said Maimed Shloshtan. And Rav saying that Maimed Shloshtan is only going to be when you have actual object like a Pikadon there. And that's how Rav said Pshat in the Mishnah. Rav Papa says a different Pshat. We're talking about a Shemira. Oh, if we're talking about a Shemira, so we said, what do you need to have the cash for? It can work even on anything. There's another statement that Rav said, or Papa said. If a Shemira says, give a certain amount of money from a Nechassim to a certain person, so it depends how he says it, says Rav. If he picks up some cash, and he says, give this money, so nice, and then you give it. Monastam, if he just says, give money, but doesn't say which money, ain't nice then. No, Allah, you don't give. Why? Maybe he meant, I have some money of Ruvain's, but it's hidden away in a chest somewhere, it's buried in the ground somewhere, I, I'm protecting it, and that's the money he wants to give. So the Yarshim, when Ruvain dies, the Yarshim of Ruvain say to Shimon, no, no, you're not getting any money from our estate. When our father said to give you money, he meant some money that he had hidden away somewhere. Go find the money and you could have it. But we're not giving you cash out of our bank account because we don't know what you're talking about. That's what Rav said. Oh, so it says of Papa, that's Pshat in the Mishnah. We're talking about a Shemira, but if he just says Manastam, that you don't give the money because maybe there's money hidden away somewhere. But if he says Tsuburin, Umunuchim, Mekaren Zavis, so it's Manazeh, that's when you do give a Shemira. Says more, that's a nice Pshat, but for Hilkoso, Likvur, Likashino. We don't pass like that statement of Rav, and we pass in Divish Shemira, Kesumin, Kesumin, Dabi, always, and if a Shemira says give, you give. So that's going to be a difficult Pshat for us to fit into the Mishnah if we don't pass like that. So what's the machlokes between Rav Papa and Rav Zvid? Rav Papa lying at my time of Rav Zvid. Rav Zvid's pshat by a bari makes sense by my mitzlash. Why did Rav Papa not say that? Because of Rav Papa, ki am a rav loish number milva loish number pikadon. Rav Papa said that the halacha of my mitzlash don that Ruven can tell Shimon give whatever it is to Levi is not only by a pikadon. It's even by a halva that Ruven can say to Shimon, "You owe me money. You borrowed money from me last week. Instead of paying me back the money, I want you to pay back to Levi, and that works." How does that work? The Gemara is going to discuss the lumbus in a second. But it works. In which case, if that works, then the Mishnah can't be talking about. If the Mishnah is talking about my Shloshdom, then why would Rav say to Baruch Menachem Karen Zavis? I don't need to have cash there. It's just a concept. You owe me money. Now you owe him money. So the fact that Rav said. Tzibarnu Menachem and Kevin Zavis. We're talking about with this cash there. Says if Papa, it cannot be that Rav learned the Mishnah talking about Maimed Shloshdon. Rather, must be the Rav learned the Mishnah is talking about the case of Shemira. And Rav holds by Shemira. Also, the money has to be piled up in the corner. That's Rav Papa's pshat. 
Rav Zvid, my time I look at Rav Papa, so why do Rav Zvid not say Rav Papa's halacha? Um, even though we, we, the answer is obvious, we already just said we don't paskin that you need to have that jechayshish for kvura. But Lamaisa Rav Lishitase could have said it. Says the Gemara Masnisa Meshchemira says Loy Masukma Masnisa Meshchemira. Rav Zvid explains the Mishnah cannot be talking about a Shchemira case. Why? Mimai Midiktani says in our Mishnah Ha'omer Tenu Gedzeli Ishti V'Shtashchazeli Avdi Umeis Lo Yidu. If a person says give this star, we say you don't do it. Lachar Misa. Why? Says the Gemara, because we said once he dies, it's not considered like he owns the evidence anymore. It's not considered he's married anymore, of course. And therefore, he can no longer give the the uh, can no longer give the get or the star sheikh. Mashma says the Gemara. Time of demes. That's only because he's dead. Obviously, If he was alive, nice then. Then you would give. Now, normally, when a person appoints a shliach or a cipher to write a get or to write a star sheikh, he has to say two things. He has to say kasvu utenu. I want you to write it. Remember, it's not written yet. So I want you to write it, and I want you to give it. Pashup Shad, if he doesn't say give it, he just says, I want you to write it, that does not necessarily mean I want you to give it. I want you to write it so I have it available. If she gets me upset one more time, then I can divorce her right away. But, Lavdafka, do I want to give it? And therefore, if you just said Kosfu, it would not work. Okay. So it says the more timer, Dhamma, Tanu. Our Misha specifically said a case of Tanu, where you actually said to give it. It's Mashman Amisha if he did not say Tanu. Hold on. If you did not say Tanu, a noisnin. Now, the Mishnah is saying the reason it doesn't work on Amisha is because the the Baal, the, the, uh, the Baal died. Mashman, if the Baal was alive, it would be okay. Now, if we're talking about a Shimira, says the Gemara, if we were talking about a Shimira, you would not need Tanu. Kisvu would be good enough. Where do we see that? The Shimira, Afagav the Loyamar Tanu noisnin. This not, but originally they said, someone who's being brought out to be killed by Goyim. And the guy's stressed out. He doesn't want his wife to fall with the Yibum to his brother and have to deal with Yibum, and they don't have, they don't have children. She so screams out, Right again for my wife. Even though he never said give, we understand from the context of the story that he wants to give the shtar. Then they said, Not only someone who's being brought out to be killed, but someone who's going on a boat trip, or in those days which was dangerous, someone's going on a long trip through the desert, which could be dangerous, and he says, Write a gift for my wife. That also, he means, write it and give it. And if Shimon Chizuri adds on, Also someone who is in a deathly situation, who's stressed out, who again, doesn't want his wife to fall to Yibam, and he says, Write a gift for my wife. He means, write and give. In which case, if our Mishnah was talking about a Shemira, says Rav Zvid, Rav Papa said the Mishnah is talking about Shemira. Says Rav Zvid, if, if the Mishnah is talking about Shemira, the Mishnah should have said a bigger Chiddush. The Mishnah should have said Kisfu. Get Leishti, that it doesn't work because he's dead. But if he was alive, Kisfu would work. From the fact that the Mishnah didn't say Kisfu, it said Tanu, it's Mashra that it works when he's alive when he says Tanu, that means we're not talking about a Shemira. We must be talking about a healthy person. Back to Rav Zvid's point. So if we're talking about a healthy person, how does it work? Maimut Shloshta. Very good. So this is the the diukim in the Mishnah that was written of Papa making to figure out their pshat. Do they have to sign the get? No, a, a husband never signs the get. Adam signs the get. Adam signs the get. Maskeflor of Ashi, Uman Nemal and the Masisim Shemeshizuri. Who says that the Mishnah is Shemeshizuri? Remember the Tanakhama and that Brisa we quoted. The Mishnah we quoted said you only say Kisvu by someone who's in a deathly situation because of a goyim or he's going on a trip. Only if Shemeshizuri said the same Allah applies by Shemira. We don't necessarily have a Dimorabonani. Maybe we hold it by Shemira, Kisvu is not good enough. 
Maybe we hold, like the Tanakhama, that Kisru only works by Yaitzibikaila, Yaitzibishaira, but someone who is a Shemira must say Tanu. And therefore, it could very well be like our Papa said, the Mishnah is actually a Shemira, and that's why it has, and I have to have Tanu there as well. So we can indict the Mishnah both like of Zunim and like of Papa. Nice, we have two ways to learn the Mishnah. Again, this is assuming Rav's Hanocha, that Rav said the Mishnah is talking about where there's cash available on the spot, Subar Murach, Mekar, and Zavas. Question is, why did Rav say that? Either he said that because we're talking about Maimid Shloshta by a healthy person, but it's Maimid Shloshta, and therefore it only works, assumingly, if you have a Pekadin, which was debatable. It could be it works by Halva as well, but it seems to be, according to that side, it works only by Pekadin. Or we're talking about a Shemira, and again, always even by a Shemira, also, we say you have to have cash available, so we're not a Chayshish that he has money hidden away. So now that we brought up this concept of Maimid Shloshta, the Lemar spends a few minutes discussing what this halach is. Gufa. You have money for somebody. And I want you to, it's Ruben says to Shimon, instead of giving it to me, I want you to give it to Levi. It automatically is Levi's now. Ruben cannot change his mind. Ruben cannot pull back. Nothing. It's automatically Levi's. Says the Gemara. I understand if we're talking about an actual chayfetz or cash that's here in front of us, then at least there's a concept of a Kenyan, because there's something to make a Kenyan on. Yes, we're talking about a Kenyan Durabonan, and no one's doing a Hagbar or Mesira or anything like that, but at least there's something here that Chazal can make a Kenyan effectuate on. It's very difficult conceptually for us to understand how this could possibly work by a halva. Right? Ruvain does Shimon has nothing that belongs to Ruvain. Shimon has a chayv to Ruvain. And you're transferring that chayv from Ruvain to Levi. There's no shtar, there's nothing. There's no kinyan. There's nothing to do. But says Rava, I swear that I remember learning in Bay Spanish that Rav said this halacha works even by virtual, but even by a chayv, even when there's nothing physical going on. Shmuel said as well, It actually works, and we're assuming it works even by a halva. Now, we understand by a pikadun, if there's a chayfetz here, or cash, or a book, or whatever it is, the concept of Mamet Shoshan and Midrabana at least has somewhere to start. But if we're talking about a halva, where there's nothing to make a kinyan on, even if you wanted to make a kinyan, there's nothing to make a kinyan on, how does this work? Now we understand why it works, this points out. Why is because Chazal wanted to make it easier to make kinyanim in the shuk without having to stop and pick things up and all that stuff. Fine. We understand the why. But what's the how? What's the lumdus? So if there's a chayfetz here, we can discuss the concept of normally you'd make a kinyan on the chayfetz. Chazal said you can do it without a kinyan. But there's no thing to make a kinyan on. <laughs> How does it work? Amar Meimar, so Meimar's, I'll tell you how it works. Nasekha <laughs> What it means is, is that when Shimon borrows money from Ruvain, at the time that he borrows the money, what he's saying is, <laughs> I am being mishabbin myself to pay you back this money that I borrowed, or to anybody else that you appoint, and when you appoint them retroactively, it's as if I borrowed the money from them. So it's a din in the halva itself that when Shimon borrows the money from Ruvain, Shimon is, by definition, saying that, Ruvain, I will pay you back the money or anybody else that you say I should give the money to, Freya from the time of the halva, it's as if I owe that person the money. And therefore, when Ruvain says give it to Levi, it's Freya. Shimon agreed to make a shibud to Levi directly. Remember, you cannot create a shibud stam. 
A person cannot just announce, I owe you money. They can announce that But there's no Shibud that could just be created out of thin air. A Shibud can only be created when you borrow the money. So Shimon, at the time that he borrows the money, has to be Meshavit himself to something. So normally he's Meshavit himself to Reuven, of course. Here we're saying a Chiddush that he could say, later on, when you say I should give it to Levi, Lima Freya, it's as if I agree then to give it directly to Levi. Okay. That's it. No, Reuven is saying lechatchila. Reuven at the shasalva you could do that. At the shasalva you can always do that. I'm borrowing you money, pay back Levi. That tomorrow is not debating. That's fine. You can always do that at the shasalva. The question over here, it's not happening at the shasalva. It's happening much later. It's off. It's, oh, so it's built in. Says, but now, but that that leads us to a hole. What if Levi wasn't alive, right? Ruben, Shimon took from Reuven a 30-year mortgage, okay? Comes on year 25, and they go to, and Reuven says to, to Shimon, instead of the last five years, I want you to pay Levi. Levi is only 14 years old now. Levi wasn't alive at the time that Shimon borrowed the money. So you can't say retroactively it's as if that Shimon was Meshavah himself to pay to Levi. Levi wasn't alive at the time the Alvot took place. So according to your love, this over here, it's not going to work. says you can make a king on something that doesn't exist yet. But the people involved have to exist. But if the people don't exist, lie. So that cannot possibly be the lumdus behind Mamet Shlashton, because then you're really restricting it to only people who are alive or available, or Gadol even, at the time of the Kenyan. So there must be another lumdus. Elo Amar Avashi, Avashi says, no, to kamishtani lebin malvi yishana lemalvi chadosha, gomer omishabah nafshi. He says, what's going on over here? Shimon owes Ruvain money. Now, he's owed the money for 10 years, and uh, Ruvain's pressuring Shimon, pay me up, pay me up, pay me up. Finally, Ruben comes to Shimon one day and says, you know what, I'm tired of this. I sold the loan to somebody else. Now you owe the money to Levi. Shimon is thrilled now. Why is Shimon thrilled now? Because now he has another 10 years to play around with Levi. Right? Ruben already has been stressed for 10 years. He didn't have the money. So now it's gone from a milva yeshana to a milva chadosha. So therefore now, some of some Rishonim say, therefore that's considered like a king in Kesef. It's like Levi got money. If you have, a, if you have, if Levi got money, so you can make a Kenyan and now Meshabit himself to Le, not Levi. Shimon got money and he's Meshabit himself to Levi. Rashi doesn't seem to say that. Rashi just says it's a question of Rashi says Meshabit Nafsha on the third line. Believe Shalem Lahai Umintik Mikama. There's some sort of concept over here that all Kenyanim are really based on Gamir's Das. And over here, Levi's, Shimon, I'm sorry, is so happy that he doesn't have to deal with Reuben anymore. And he can deal with a new loan that he's Gamer, Machna, 100% that he's going to pay Levi from now on. Again, not a normal Kenyan we would describe, but at least if Chazal want to put together Mahomet Shlashton, there's sort of a concept that it works. Says the Gemara, that's a very nice Svaro. But he says to Ravashi, if that's the Svara, could go in Hani de Bebaral Yoshev. There was these gangsters called Bebaral Yoshev. They don't play games. They tie you up, they take you in the back room, and they get the money back from you. So now let's say Ruvain says to Shimon, you know what? You don't owe me the money anymore. You owe the Bebaral Yoshev. So normally, right, Shimon's excited. Great, now I have 10 years to play it off. Wait, who's Bebar al Oh, no, they're the gangsters from down the corner. I don't want to owe those guys money. So now, if you're telling me my Mitch only works because Shimon agrees to it, 
So what, in a case where he doesn't agree to it, it doesn't work? That would be very difficult to say, right? Now you have a takanas chazal that's up in the air. Well, now we have to sit and decide, is Shimon happy that he owes the money to Levi? Is Shimon not happy he owes the money to Levi? And that, that, that sort of defeats the whole purpose of Maimon Shlashtim. The purpose of Maimon Shlashtim is to make things in the shuk work smoothly, and now you're sort of leaving it up in the air. So again, it can't work based on Stam Gemir Stas in the beginning, because maybe the guy wasn't alive. It can't work because Shimon agrees to it, because maybe he doesn't agree to it. Ella, how does it work? The following three halachas, the following three halachas, Chazal said, don't ask me how it works. It's none of your business how it works. It just works. We have a halacha called Hefker, Bezdin Hefker. Chazal can do whatever they want. Now again, as Tyson points out, it's not that we don't know why they did what they did. We understand why Chazal did this. Chazal did this because they want to make business in the shuk work smoother. The end question is, what's the lumdus behind it? There is no lumdus. Like Allah HaMashri Sinai. Right? Why would you, whatever, any Allah HaMashri Sinai, we don't know why, we just know it is. Here also, Chazal said it is, and that's it. This one is Maimed Shloshan, Chadaha, the Allah HaMashri Shloshan, the Eidach, another Takanas Chazal, that has a reason without lumdus, is Hadam Rav Yudam Shmuel HaKaisav Kondo Chasav Le'ishtay. If a man is in a very generous mood, and right before he dies, or whatever it is, he says, I'm giving everything to my wife. Now, she's not the Yerish, obviously. Normally, the stuff goes to his children. And he says, I'm giving everything to my wife. There's no way he actually meant to do that. He actually, of course, meant that his wife should be in charge of the estate. But not that she actually owns the estate. And therefore, Chazal said, now, even though he wrote it, and if he wrote it, it should work. Chazal said, a takana? No. Oh, how does it work? What's the lumdus? There is no lumdus. Chazal said, we're taking it away from the wife, and we're giving it to the kid, because the Bistam, that's what he wants. And the third one, if a person is marrying off his son, in those days, they didn't rent out a hall for the chasana. The chasana was done in your house. Now, if you see the day of the chasana, that the fa- a moving truck pulls up in front of the house, and the father is moving all of his stuff out of the house, and then the chasana of the son is happening in this house, the luck is that the son gets the house. Now, how does that work? Where's the kinyan? The son didn't make any kinyan. The next day, the father says, forget it, I want the house back. No. The luck is the son gets the house. Because we assume, if you moved all your stuff out, you made the wedding there, Bistam, that's where you want, that was your kavana to give it to him. How does it work? That's three halachas. The Chazal said, work for no reason. You did all hefker and hefker. Hundred percent. These are hefker and hefker halachas. Chazal can do these three things: maimed shloshton, apitrafis by the isha, and giving the house to the son. And therefore, all these halachas over here, even by a halva, even though we don't understand the lamdus, it could work. And therefore, the chayr that's snapshot in our mishnah, because then you wouldn't need to borrow numerachin. It must be based on like a shemira. Again, you have to figure out which shot you figure out in the mishnah now. Okay. Okay.